1: This is Sex and Science Hour with Brian Sovereign and Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Get your freak on.
0: You know what time it is? I know what time it is. I know what time it is. It's time for Sex and Science Hour, isn't it? That's right. (laughs) Well, I have to confess that this week... We are burning the midnight oil. Oh, aren't yeah. we, Brian? Big time. Big time. But this show is going to come out of our mouths. We have decided tonight. So we're going to do a show for you all. And uh, we have a really fun show planned, don't we?
1: Yeah, I think we've got some great stuff lined up. I mean, we always do. And we have it, we actually have it lined up for weeks <laughs> we do we
0: line it up uh in advance but you know we've got a we've got a tight schedule we got to make things fit in when they fit in so
1: yeah it's always that's tough what to we make do here on
0: sex and science hour we fit things in in tight spaces and just shove them in there what? Hey. Um, <laughs> all right so just before we start a quick little uh correction i guess or apology I'm sorry, I fucked up the show the last couple of weeks. And we got some gracious emails from listeners with names like nunya at business.com and <laughs> a at com or something <laughs> through the new shiny contact form on our website, which you can do that. You can give us a totally bogus email address, and we might even laugh because it's kind of funny sometimes yeah. what people come up with. But they basically pointed out, uh, rightly so, that the show was fucked up the last couple of weeks because... Basically, what happened was that we use a template to do our show with our segments on them. So we don't just talk forever. We have our segments come up and we can hear the music coming up so we know to stop talking. Well, we had the template in place from like the first show where we got really excited and did like an hour long after show. And we used that same template for a few weeks afterwards when we were recording. And what happened was we didn't do quite as long of an after show as we did that first week. And so there was a bunch of blank space at the end of the show (laughs) where the old after show had been on our template (laughs) that we hadn't (laughs) zipped up. So sloppy podcasting on our part really so sorry but you know what we're human beings we're not perfect I know they they were just they weren't judging they were just pointing out and saying hey did you notice this yeah and uh yeah we did when we noticed when we listened back to the show but then we were like oh yeah we'll have to fix that and we just didn't so (laughs) our show has some imperfections in it sometimes but you know it's mouth to tape and it's coming out of our mouths right now so that's right so we'll try not to do that again. I'll try to remember to move the template <laughs> next time. What can I say?
1: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make sure to remind. So, But I yeah. mean, hey, it's been a little while since you've been like, you know, the lead podcaster on something. So It has. Yeah, I'm still getting my
0: rust out to a certain degree. Sure. Give me some WD-40 and I'll, maybe that'll help <laughs> with that. But anyway, speaking of things that are not quite functional, um, the stock market is one of them and just the state of... Uh, public companies or big companies in general
1: right Brian no it's it's true uh we are in a well people would say we've been in a rough patch for a long time when does it Uh,
0: become just the status quo Yeah. Right. Like, when does it stop being a bad economy and just become like the economy?
1: Right? Well, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was reading something on Bloomberg actually earlier today. Blutenberg. Blutenberg. <laughs> Is that like uh, yeah. the Blutenberg Press? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's on on Bloomberg, uh, and they were saying that the past. 30 years like are an anomaly like you're just you're never going to see investment returns like the past what? 30 years you've ever had the past 30 again.
0: years are an anomaly huh
1: yeah they were just you know
0: and and some of the evidence i when read we get was, back to
1: normal huh well that, that's the thing right is like you know is endless growth normal uh, I mean, yeah it's
0: it's the incentives are all screwed up you know Because there's really no – like, the interest rates are fucked up, so you can't just let money sit in a bank account and get any kind of – it just inflates away. And, like, inflation is higher than the real – the real inflation rates are higher than the numbers the government says. Right. And as a result, that eats away at any interest you could get in, like, a savings account or, like, these really just socking away money in the bank. And so people look for investments that actually have returns and – what can you do to actually get returns? Like you kind of have to invest in the stock market, but people don't understand what they're investing in usually and they buy mutual funds and like, it's not, it's not really giving companies an incentive to like, please their shareholders. It, basically it's all just fucked up. Yeah. Do you it's agree? Fucked up. Right? Yeah. I,
1: no, I do. I do. In fact, I really, I think like, uh, I've heard, I've heard the stock market described as it's kind of like a loaf of bread right now. Unfortunately, nowhere near as tasty. Uh, but it, the I- g-
0: it gives you the shits because yeah. you have gluten intolerance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll give you
1: the shits, all right. Yeah, depending on what you're doing.
0: But the idea is, is sorry, that-, that was kind of crass. I, you <laughs> know, sometimes vulgar things come out of. it. I'm going to try to clean it up here. No, come on. Bit. That's why they. I know we have here. that explicit rating, and people maybe kind of expect it. We have a disclaimer, but sometimes I just don't feel right when I'm super vulgar. So well, you definitely don't. You,
1: you definitely don't feel right if you're eating bread. But yeah. the stock market <laughs> being like time. bread is meaning that at the T- like there's a, you know, you have a loaf of bread where it's thinner at the bottom and then at the top it kind of over mushrooms spills, over, yeah, kind of mushrooms over. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that there's like five, six, seven, eight companies, whatever, maybe a few more than that, mm-hmm. that are really on top, and everything else. But you know, there's just this crumbly bread underneath. And really, if anything happens, to those companies on top, you're left with practically nothing. And that's kind of <laughs> the description I've I've heard before. But uh, yeah, well, there's wouldn't interesting- that be more
0: like a muffin?
1: Yeah, it's kind of a muffin, but yeah. people say loaf of bread for whatever reason. I don't know. They're old-fashioned, maybe. Though muffins are old. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I
0: think muffins have been along around for as long
1: as bread has. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs>
0: We've now talked for seven minutes, by the way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're going to keep a, a running ticker, but... Well, you know, with things being screwed up, I mean, things are changing. What do you got as far as the story?
0: So, okay, we found we came across this story. You actually made a comment to me about this this week, and then we kind of retroactively found the article. But I was kind of shocked to hear this. There are only two companies left that have AAA credit ratings from uh, Standard & Poor's, which issues these, I guess, ratings that are... yeah. What is it, corporate credit or something like that, or just yeah, it's how kind just of a rating of how good the company is, or how likely they are to make good on their bonds? What actually, what actually goes into the, well, the corporate I mean, ratings?
1: With the S and P, I mean it pretty much comes, which is that's a standard and poor's. Is. Yeah. the idea is is that how do their spreadsheets look? Do their do their balance sheet look good at the end of the day? Ah, now, admittedly, so there's only a couple companies that actually still look good, right? And those are
0: Microsoft and Big Johnson & Johnson. Big Johnson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much, you know, baby wipes and, and OneDrive. Well, Johnson & Johnson
0: makes way more than just baby wipes. No, they make all kinds
1: of things. All right, so they make a great lube. And the, <laughs> no, they and, don't. And Office 365 are pretty much, they're are holding up the entire economy. <laughs> Boy, we're screwed. <laughs>
0: Does Johnson & Johnson even make lube? No, they what make lube baby do they oil. make? They make baby oil. Oh, but, well,
1: baby oil's not compatible no. with latex condoms. All play. right, yeah, they but... No, you don't understand. Back, that. back when, when waterbeds were a thing, if you had a waterbed and a gallon of baby oil, Johnson & Johnson <laughs> premium, I mean, you were going to have a good time. Like, there might that not have been a rise in the stock markets, but there'd be some rises. Uh, Get to, out the slip
0: and slide, too. True. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. I was so, going to say it's called baby oil for a reason because it's not compatible with latex condoms. That's interesting. <laughs>
1: that, that's that's like an ironic name for that. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, there's better oils we can use. We, uh, well, that was a slip of the tongue. There's better oils you can use. We've talked on the show <laughs> about. I kind of conco- concatenated those two phrases <laughs> yeah. together, and it came out sounding like I was talking about us having sex, which wouldn't be a shocker. But anyway, we've yeah, talked yeah. about coconut oil and almond oil, even olive oil on the yeah. show before. Coconut oil is very oil-based good. Lo- I mean, you can't really go wrong with oil, right? It's biologically safe, except that it doesn't work with latex condoms. But anyway, we've spent yes. way too much time on that. Anyway, so there are only two companies left with left. triple A... Credit, credit ratings.
1: Right, because, I mean, there is And
0: actually, like, if you look at a graph over time of the number of companies that are AAA rated, back in the 80s, it was hovering around 60 companies. Yes. In the 90s, it was dwindling to about 30, 20 companies. In the aughts, it was down to about 10. And now it's down to two. Yeah, it was three. It just, the XR... trend seems There seems to be a clear
1: trend. Yeah, <laughs> Exxon Mobil was number three, but just last week due to oil prices and all that, it finally dropped off. But mm. now it's important. I mean, I, it's a part of me just wants to come out and say, ha ha, Google and Apple aren't on that list, nor is Amazon. Only Microsoft is. Yeah, but that's interesting. I mean, to, you know, and so I'm not a, like I'm not a Microsoft fanboy. Uh, though, in, to some degree, I consider them a lesser of evils. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you consider, let's see, okay, so Microsoft has made made a you know a butt ton of money. Uh, so what have they done with it? Oh, let's see, they're curing malaria, or Paul Allen is like pretty much inventing the future. As to where, what is Tim Cook doing with his money? Fuck, who the hell knows? You know, uh, I
0: don't know what any of these people do with their money. And well, I know actually, what some even of them do. when they start these charitable foundations, like the Gates Foundation or whatever, that's basically a tax thing you know because if it goes into a charitable foundation then they're a 501c3 and they don't have to pay taxes on it and you can you can shuffle around a lot of money on that not that i'm saying like i think anyone who can get away with paying less taxes or no taxes good for you i'm happy for you yeah even if it's not actually a person it's a company but companies are made up of people right i'm i'm not jealous right i'm not going to try to make drag everyone down into my misery if i can't get away from taxes right which is a pretty common attitude uh, I don't think anyone should pay taxes but it just it sucks that there are these weird um hoops you can jump through like for instance if you become a church like churches are granted this tax exempt status mm-hmm. why do they get it why do why does not everybody get gets tax exempt status oh, and absolutely. you can try to go if you can't beat them join them you can try to create like a a church maybe even a sketchy or dubious church to avoid taxes and a lot of people do that sure but why should you have to right why does anybody have to pay like why do we have why are we put in the position where we have to choose between creating a dubious church or a 501c a charitable organization that we maybe our hearts not really in or we wouldn't start otherwise if it weren't for these tax laws why are we faced with that choice you know what I mean? No,
1: I know. Well, I'm reminded of a, of a line from a, one of my favorite comic books, which is the Silver Surfer, where the Silver Surfer says, "You know, if if priests, uh, you know, get spared the ravages of war, then make everyone a priest." And if and, right. if and if churches are spared the ravages of war, then make every every piece of uh, you know ground holy. Hmm. And uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a real. I mean, I I didn't do it verbatim, but it, I I appreciate the point. It's ridiculous that there's some people that get to get spared uh, so much of the nonsense that exists within our culture. Yeah. Um, but so you know, w- with with the whole S and P thing, I yeah. mean, admittedly, you know, speaking of taxes, yeah. like it is kind of so. Some of the companies that that get, that would had triple A ratings in the past decade mm-hmm. were also companies that were funding the housing bubble. Yeah, I mean, so it's not like the S and P has this grand track record of who they give the triple A. Uh, so
0: their to. ratings might be kind of bogus, but yeah, still, but, it's just interesting that the trend has been going down. And
1: well, businesses operate differently today. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't, you know, most businesses are doing seed rounds and runoff of venture capital. Businesses themselves—it's—it's ironic because we talk about how you know if if any business ran like the government, (laughs) you know it would go out of business in no time. (laughs) Most of the businesses, and this is reflected by the S and P, you know, their 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 ranking here, uh, you know, their double A plus or triple A ranking. Most businesses are running like the government now, to where they just expect to do a tax collection round with a seed round every you know every year or every six months or something like that. They
0: stop worrying about trying. They stop worrying about trying to make it so that people are happy to pay them because they're getting so much value, right?
1: Or, or they don't worry about their balance sheet. They don't care if they're in the red. Yeah. They like they don't they just don't give a shit. And so to some degree credit to Microsoft for, you know, kind of following all these age-old economic rules and all of these, uh, you know, age-old, uh, you know, monetary ideas that people talk about, "Oh, if we just remembered you can only spend what you make" and all this stuff. Well, oh, that's Microsoft right. for you. But none of these other fucknut companies,
0: you know, and, and so... it's You know, I mean, it's also interesting that S&P didn't just, like, change their standards for the rating. You know what I mean? Like, if, if suddenly the number of companies that are AAA rated just drops off a cliff, they might say, you know, some... Rating organizations might say, oh, shit, we better adjust so that we have at least like 10 companies that make the triple A. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if nobody makes a triple A sooner or later?
1: Well, that'll be that'll be very interesting. I mean, but most companies just don't care. They all have that that ridiculous startup mentality. But anyway.
0: Indeed. Well, you know, speaking of taxes, we were just talking about how ridiculous it is to jump through all these hoops and uh, start nonprofit orgs and, um Try to start churches and things like that to avoid taxes. I can see why people do that because we have a a couple articles about taxes here. There was a thing that made the rounds because it was just April 15th here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and a bunch of people just paid their taxes and weeped and cried, uh, which I can certainly empathize with.
1: Oh, yes. Paying taxes is a tear worthy event. It 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 really is. It is a big
0: loss. You know, it's because you can't, you don't get to keep what you earn and you're put into a situation where it's going to be taken from you by force if you don't give it up the first time. Yeah. And it's not it you're not being asked, you're being demanded to pay it and there's going to be consequences if you don't. So, but this is like a real hardship on people. Americans spend more on taxes than food, clothing and housing combined. Can you believe that? When you put it that way it really hits home. Now this is from the Washington Examiner, which appears, I don't really know this publication, but it kind of appears to be sort of like a conservative publication. But yeah. that's okay, as long as you're aware every, every media outlet has a bias. A tax adv- advocacy group on Wednesday revealed that Americans spend more on taxes than their whole budget for food, clothing, and housing. I can totally believe that. Sadly, I can, too. Yeah, because it feels that way to me. And especially when you... We live in New Hampshire that doesn't have state income taxes. But when you live in a place that has federal, state, maybe even local income taxes and property taxes if you're a homeowner and all the other taxes and sales taxes, it really starts to add up. Taxation is theft. Taxation is theft. There's more coming up here on Sex and Science Hour. We're not done with this yet will be back very soon. Oh, they didn't even get a chance to miss us. We didn't even I'm get a chance back. to mute our microphones. What in the hell? You know, our show is not perfect. All right. It's just, it's a fun, it's supposed to be fun. We're trying to have fun with Somebody it. Somebody give me so. a pan. <laughs> oh my gosh. We don't even what get a break. What do you need that for? Wow. Oh, it's because I'm the slave driver. <laughs> you know, this week, speaking of having to piss, this week we looked up the origin of the phrase piss like a racehorse i was dying to know this was I, really interesting like, you want to talk about this on the show Brian? Talk a little yeah bit let's about do it. it yeah we'll get I, back to the taxes thing in just a moment but <laughs> let, t- well let's take an intermission from the depressing news to talk about something interesting and fun
1: yeah so all right so I, I i was like you know when did that really
0: start how did that even become a thing and the reason that that came up was because usually in the morning <laughs> yeah we both have to pee, okay? Something it's been fierce. overnight. You know, something fierce. We have to pee something fierce. And so we'll get up and we'll comment to each other. How yeah. bad do you have to pee this morning? Oh, my God, I have to pee like a racehorse. Yeah. And and so I,
1: One day we were like, where does that phrase come from? Right. And so I, I took a moment out of my genuinely busy day. And, uh, you know, I looked it up. I was like, where, where did this come from? And come to find out, this is, like, you would think that that phrase would be 100 years old, maybe. If not older. I would
0: think so. Yeah, because horse race... racing has been going on for a long time. And back then, Centuries. people didn't have smartphones. They didn't have the internet. They didn't even have TVs. So what were they going to do except observe the strength with which horses urinated and then comment on it with colorful
1: metaphors? Well, well frankly... Or I, actually, I guess that would be a simile, right? They might be better off doing that than looking at their smartphones. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Uh, but It's nature for you. Yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, apparently horses, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, when, when they pee. It's an event. Yeah, it's an It's an, an impressive sight. Like, it is something to see. Um, I mean, I, I could talk about when horses come, too, but like, that, that's getting into some wacky videos. I'm not videos. even going to
0: ask how you know about that. Hey, hey, Let's just skip right over know, that.
1: There, there's 4chan, and that's, that's how it rolls. But anyway.
0: They... <laughs> well, apparently they have a big, you know, urethra. The oh, diameter of the pipe, yeah. and we know from physics. This is Sex and Science Hour. <laughs> we know from physics that when the diameter of a pipe is larger, it uh, the the amount of flow that can go through it goes up with like the cube of the diameter increase in the pipe, or something like that. Sure. So basically, the the bigger a pipe is the way more flow can go through it. And that's what happens with horse urethras, apparently. Oh,
1: I'll take your word for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I looked it up and like the the phrase piss like a horse is at least like to the 1960s. They can find one document where, where okay. it was kind of mentioned. But piss like a racehorse, the first time, that exact phrase, the first time it was ever documented, you know, found in documentation, could have been said a couple of years before, I'm sure. But the first time it was actually written down somewhere was in 1982. I can't believe that
0: that wow. phrase is younger I than I am. That, yeah,
1: that's mind-boggling.
0: That is unbelievable because I've been hearing it my whole life. I was born in '84.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, and I was born in '81. Um, but like, if I had heard, if I had read that, oh yeah, it's a it's a phrase from the '50s or the '60s or something like that, I'd be like, okay, well, that's not too shocking. But they come from 1982. That's yeah, phenomenal.
0: That's really something. Yeah. And I know horse racing has been going on for a while. See, I my speculation was that you know, while a it's like a marathon runner, right? Like while a horse is running a race, they're not nothing else is on their mind except getting ahead of the other horses and getting away from the stinging whip on their ass, right? That's right. So, they're running as fast as they can. They're not in pee mode. They're not going to pee while they're running. Yeah. And so if they're running for a while, afterwards They're probably, and they've been jostling and jumping up and down. Like, that makes me have to pee, so... It probably makes them have to pee. So I was figuring, like, after you get done with a race, you have to pee, like if you're a horse. <laughs> so that's where the phrase came from. But
1: apparently I was wrong. Well, there is no... where When the the word racehorse started getting used is, you know, again, it was 82, but why it started getting used is up to conjecture. It's anybody's guess. They said maybe it's just because well, it Well, I like my good. explanation
0: better. So Yeah, I'm just sure,
1: sure. <laughs> Some people said there was even piss like a Russian racehorse. And I was like, wow, a Russian racehorse. A race- Russian racehorse. Yeah. Horse? Wow, I've never heard of that. Who knew? That. Well, anyway. it's cold
0: in Russia, and that has, makes you have to
1: pee too, right? Yeah, unfortunately, you in can't Siberia. Yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately, you can't bet on the horses because you're too busy paying taxes. Exactly. That's a nice segue. Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I guess there's some tax foundation that released an annual report, and they they every day they calculate this thing called Tax Freedom Day, which is it's really a depressing statistic, but it. Makes it obvious. Tax
1: Freedom Day. Is yeah, that kind of an oxymoron.
0: It it is okay um, because you're never really free <laughs> from taxes. But basically, if you just took all the time that you would have to work, like the percentage of your year that you would have to work mm-hmm. in order to pay off your taxes for that year, and then you start on January first and you fill up that percentage of the year, it's basically like you're working from January first of that year until, in some cases may or june to just to pay the taxes wow you're working like half the year just to pay your tax like it's fucking crazy
1: we need the fair tax in this country no the only fair tax is zero
0: (laughs) 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 i mean seriously and what does it get used for? Like a lot of things, yeah, some people might agree with, like, yeah,, maybe you have your favorite government programs, but there's a lot of things that the government is spending your money on. I guarantee it that you disagree with. And just not only not to mention just the idea of taxes in the first place, right? They're not you didn't ask to be born in this society where every time you make money, somebody else is going to take a cut of it, right? right? like if you if you don't get to keep the fruits of your labor if you don't get to keep any of the fruits of your labor right if you're just if someone else gets all your money that you earn you're a slave right
1: yeah absolutely
0: so if someone else gets a percentage of your money are you a percentage of slave (laughs) (laughs) right like i mean i kind of agree with that so anyway uh is there more to the story yeah um here here's some more detailed statistics because i'm sure this has biases in it Yeah. I mean, you could certainly argue that. But one thing's for sure, everybody feels the impact of this. Right. And when people are stretched financially and they're trying to make ends meet, like it just doesn't help to be paying taxes. And you could say like, oh, yeah, well, the government's going to give it back to the people who need it. They're going to redistribute that wealth to the people who need it most. But No, they really don't do a good job of that. Why not just make it easier and not take it from them to begin with, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's important to bring up real quick. I mean, you know, historically, the first roads, because everybody says, well, who will build the roads? You know, we need to have taxes to maintain the roads. First roads in the United States, anyway. Were were built by
0: racehorses.
1: Well, right. diligently (laughs) (laughs) along
0: the side. That's right. But they're all private. Uh, They were. They were all private. (laughs) The hospitals were all private. And, you know, parking lots are a great example of roads and infrastructure that's built completely by sometimes a groups of private companies and businesses.
1: Right. Without yeah. the government. Yeah. I mean, and then the other thing that a lot of people, you know, what about food stamps? It's like, you know, there's people that are having hard, that are hard up. They're having a hard time. You know, they need. And I believe me, I really sympathize and I understand. Yeah. OK. But I, you know. There's plenty of food in the world. Like, this is a fact people miss, uh, is that there is plenty of food in the world. The thing stopping it from getting to everybody else is laws and distribution. And the laws also affect that said distribution. Uh, So, you know, you don't need tax dollars to feed people. You just need laws to get out of the way, including Mm. the tax laws. Uh, Not
0: to mention all the laws that prevent people from getting jobs, like laws can be and regulations can be such a barrier to entry when it comes to people getting hired for jobs so i mean yeah we've ranted about that a lot without using the l word which i think is good but uh (laughs) what's the l word Lesbian? (laughs) not lesbian is it li something yes
1: oh okay yeah good we didn't do it (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's keep rolling.: So here are, the de- here are the
0: detailed statistics. Collectively, Americans will spend more on taxes in 2016 than they will on food, clothing, and housing combined. Americans will pay 3.3 trillion in federal taxes, and that's like that's with like people trying their damnedest to avoid every tax they possibly can. Nobody wants to pay taxes. Except maybe, like, the most devout, like, Bernie Sanders supporters. Well, they, they don't have the money generally to pay taxes. Where is right? that money going? I, well, I don't know. Into Tell a black the president hole? the to
1: fly coach.
0: <laughs> $3.3 trillion in federal taxes, $1.6 trillion in state and local taxes for a total bill of almost $5 trillion, or 31% of the nation's income. Wow. Tax Freedom Day is one day earlier than last year, oh, big fucking whoop, due mainly to the Protecting America from Tax Hikes Act of 2015, which made several business and individual tax cuts permanent.
1: Oh, I was hoping it just got rid of taxes. thanks. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: it's not actually protecting anyone. If you include annual federal borrowing, which represents future taxes owed, oh, this is the best, like babies are born and they... Have all this debt on them that they didn't, they yeah. never asked for, and they like they're just coming to the world like, oh yeah, you owe us a hundred thousand dollars. Happy life, <laughs> <laughs> just for being born. Yeah, good for you just for being a person on this plot Put on of land. a helmet,
1: Sally. <sighs>
0: <laughs> if you include annual federal borrowing, which represents future taxes owed, tax freedom day would occur sixteen days later on May tenth. Wow. So, so like best case scenario, basically. You're, you don't, (laughs) you're working until at least late April, from January to late April, you're working at least like four months to just pay off this tax burden. Who wants that? What a bad deal. It's a bad deal. I don't, I want a refund.
1: Damn right. Now, now, you know, (laughs) I want to twist this to science. Okay. Okay, Oh, how are you going to do
0: that? That sounds great.
1: That's like maybe number four on the list is who the hell would fund science?
0: Now. Recently, the government doesn't. As a former scientist, I can say that the government does not fund science very much. Like scientists are struggling to get government grants, they fight over those. Very competitive, but it's difficult to get government grants. And a lot of science is funded by private companies that have a profit motive and their research conditions are way better than academic labs that are relying on government grants. And there's so many problems with grants being politicized. And, you know, you get grants for studying what the government wants you to study. So that gets a political process and then Ah. there's like relationships that come in there and it's kind of a revolving door and you know the people and the grants are supposed to be anonymized but the reviewers know who's writing them and
1: it's a mess so so you know i mean would you say how much of science would you say like tries out for or, or depends upon uh government uh grants how much
0: of science that's really hard to say
1: I mean, mean, pretty much
0: all academic science, I think that's their strategy Mm -hmm. to get government grants. There are a few private research grants that go to academia, but most academic labs subsist mainly on a diet of government grants with a little bit of supplementation, maybe once in a while, from private grants. Okay,
1: bingo. Now, what do you think is the likelihood to get more grant money? Are they willing to maybe fudge their numbers or fudge their results? uh, oh, or things like in this. some
0: in some fields, especially the very competitive fields like uh-huh. stem cell research in the past, in the early 2000s, that has absolutely happened. There are documented documented cases of scientists faking data because it's just so competitive. Ridiculous. And, and one of the main motivations for that, one of them is fame. Right. Yeah. But another one is getting more grants. That's insane.
1: Yeah. I mean, so that's how I wanted to twist it, is that I think tax funded science is often very shaky science.
0: Well, the way the government tries to prevent that is by mandating that grad students take ethics classes, oh, oh, yes, <laughs> which doesn't because, really always do it. Because you know? those grad
1: students are walking out as a bunch of, uh, 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 I don't know what word to use now. We can't use the L word. <laughs> <laughs> but but, i mean grad students are walking out with these wonderful lesbians they're walking out as i thought that was done they were done with that once they got past smith college because i mean they walk out of there and (laughs) oh man what i am anti-war i am tired of this no yeah it's like their ethics classes obviously fail (laughs) uh like writ large that's that's insane uh well anyway it's
0: just a screwed up system and it's not working and you know we're in a big mess sometimes i think about just move into Mexico or something. But wherever you go on this planet, whatever political jurisdiction you go to, there's going to be problems and pros and cons. And Absolutely. you just have to try to be happy as best you can. Maybe moving would help. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I'm skeptical of people who, who say, oh, yeah, once you move here, all of your problems will go away. That's, that's not true. No, that's insane. Your problems are part of you, and they uh, largely they follow you wherever you go unless you deal with them. It's an ins- Happiness is an
1: inside job. Well, it's like Michael Jackson said, right? you got to start with the man in the mirror. Oh,
0: I love yeah. that. That song's been in my head
1: all week. <laughs> he and had it
0: right. <laughs> he really did. That is a great song, the lyrics. You know, it's basically about all these people are trying to change the world, but they don't look within and change themselves first. And that's really how you change the world. That you, is how the you world You be changes. the change. Absolutely. That you want to see in the world. Well, speaking of inside jobs, Brian. Oh, man. Here's an interesting article. Conspiracy Theory. This is from RT. Half of Americans believe them, research shows. And it's got a nice picture of the moon landing (laughs) (laughs) faked by Stanley Kubrick, which he confessed to in The Shining.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no. (laughs) Now, this
0: is going to be a shameless promotion because we, you may know us from Sex and Science Hour, but we also do, um, we appear occasionally on other podcasts. And one of the podcasts that we have been guesting on recently is called The School Sucks Project. Now, you might say, what does this have to do with school? And that's a totally fair point. But it's not just about school. It's about education and educating yourself and critical thinking, too. And School Sucks, our friend Brett Vinat, who hosts the School Sucks podcast, has been doing an exploration of conspiracies. And it's called aptly named conspirathon yeah because <laughs> and we've been helping out with that and it's been really fun
1: <laughs> and it's a thon because they go for hours oh yeah <laughs> and it's, we just keep running our mouths it
0: really is it might yeah. be like 26 hours long in total so, is that like what a podcast thon? because like a marathon is 26 miles so is a podcast thon 26 hours yeah, I don't
1: know. <laughs> so like what conspiracies do these americans believe According to the Russians.
0: I don't know, but this, this is interesting because <laughs> RT loves to poke fun at Americans. Oh, that's exactly the reason I read it. <laughs> I know. It, it's, it's really great. You wouldn't get this news from American news sources, so yeah. I appreciate them for that. Um, here, they say, if you've ever doubted any sort of official narrative, then you're far from alone. Experts say more than half of people in the United States believe in at least one so-called conspiracy theory. Now, that's a problem, because how do you define conspiracy theory, right? right? Conspiracy theory is a label that's often, maybe sometimes unfairly, applied to any idea that doesn't toe the official line. And we all know that the official line is not always true, right? Sure,
1: absolutely. Plenty of cases
0: of that. Plenty of times, quote, they lie to you in school, in the news, and whatever. Right. So, you know, it's not a stretch to call some things conspiracy theories. Some things, you know... I don't know, flat earth chemtrails, eh, you know, those I'm very skeptical of.
1: <laughs> isn't flat,
0: But you have to be skeptical of like the official line sometimes, too. I, we were just talking last week about like some things we learned in biology class that turned out not to be true later. Right. Yeah. Or history. Right. They they tell you all this stuff in history class and school. And then you grow up and you realize, really, it, it, that was way oversimplification is really not like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. So anyway, back to the RT article. Recent studies suggest that around 50% of the American population subscribes to at least one conspiracy theory. Yeah, you already said that, RT. National Public Radio social science correspondent. Sh- oh fuck. <laughs> Shankar. Shankar. Vendantam. <then> <laughs> the Dantam. Jean-Claude Vande. Shankar Vendantam. Mm. I'm so sorry, Shankar. Redemption. Shankar. I don't Chicago. know. Chicago,
1: <laughs> you're out of there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Told Morning Edition this week, whether it's concerns about the true nature of the moon landing, the Kennedy assassination, or just about anything imaginable, experts say at least half of the U.S. isn't so sure what to think about some of the most controversial topics of the last few generations. <laughs> so, OK, let's break these down. Moon landing, Kennedy assassination. I'm pretty sure with the Kennedy assassination some guy came out on his deathbed and said yeah there was like a lot of there were things that were lies in the official report in the warren Con- commission but nothing ever happened yeah from it right
1: yeah well this is the, yeah that kind of gets largely
0: a the, changed there's another there's um the gulf of tonkin right
1: yes that was when um that was the vietnam war that was what the incident that ended up getting america into, into the vietnam,
0: the vietnam war, war. Yeah. and that was like staged wasn't it there it's was a, it like it was a false flag that was according it to, was a false flag yeah there were absolutely like official documents that
1: later surfaced yeah and, a, and according to robert mcnamara's like deathbed confession yeah
0: mm-hmm. oh maybe i'm confusing the kennedy uh thing with um the gulf of tonkin but i'm pretty sure someone came out there's all these deathbed conf- every good conspiracy has a deathbed Deathbed confession well, involved. The, the Gulf
1: of Tonkin now is, I think, officially it is a false flag. Yeah,
0: they admit yeah. it. The Gulf yeah. of Tonkin is a was a false flag, and that is not conspiracy theory. That is fact. Right. And what has it changed? Eh,
1: nothing really. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that kind of gets at the heart of a lot of these conspiracy theories.
0: I mean, I feel terrible for all those people who were got into the vietnam war Absolutely. drafted and stuff yeah that's awful yeah and i, I don't think they could ever be restituted and that the effects of that ripple through generations through i mean just so much lives were lost and so much injury was happened and so much property was lost and destruction and for what it was really like so demoralizing like there was no good that really came of that no nothing and it was all kind of for naught and it was a false flag that got people into it but but yeah I don't think it really changed much in general. No, right. To know that that was
1: a false flag. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing with most conspiracy theories is that there's so many things that aren't quote unquote conspiracies that happen on a day by day basis Mm -hmm. that get reported on every regular channel you could imagine. And if those things alone don't enrage people or say to people, wow, you know, every our every institution we have is completely invalid then what does proving these conspiracy theories do for anything you know it's I- no it
0: doesn't and it doesn't do much i don't think unfortunately and there are a lot of people who get really wrapped up in trying to convince others that yeah, like nine eleven was a inside job or whatever or even the kennedy thing there are people who still obsess about that 60 years later sure. right i mean there's there's so many different or the moon landing right there's so many different people that get really wrapped up in researching these things and even trying to spread the word. But largely, I don't think it really changes much about people's attitudes there. There's just kind of a spectrum of humans. In my view, there's a spectrum of how trusting people are. Some people are really trusting. Some people are really skeptical. And there's everything in between. And right. We don't like you said, Brian, we don't really need to turn to conspiracy theories or things that are that don't have a lot of evidence to back them up or aren't proven to make the case that, yes, there are lots of people in power who don't have the best interests of everyone else in mind. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, you know, taxation is theft, right? (laughs) Government, um, you know, are made up of power hungry people and often they can be really corrupt. And, you know, just the very idea that someone else is fit to rule over you really doesn't jive with me. So, we don't need conspiracy theories to talk about those ideas,
1: right? No, not at all. Those and are provable things. Yeah, that I mean, we can but, look to other evidence for. But admittedly, there is a certain appeal to conspiracy theories. There yeah, is a certain they're interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're they're fun, but you can't let them take over your life, and that's mm. when they become uh, a real problem. I think.
0: Who doesn't love a good mystery? That I I agree with your synopsis, Brian. More Thank coming you. up here on Sex and Science Hour. We're going to talk genetically modified dogs. Conspiracy never really went anywhere in the first place but we're back what's even the point okay the point periodically i have to sort of think about this and justify having these breaks even though there's nothing in the middle and it doesn't really give us a break at the moment but i think the point is so that we can have these cool chip tunes in our show which by the way are by roll music and roll music's awesome he knows we use our chip or she i don't know if it's a guy or girl but um They know we're a non binary individual. That's right. I don't know what gender role music identifies as, but I appreciate their music. And um, role music knows that we use their music in our show and wished us luck with our podcast a couple years ago when we started it. Ladies,
1: gentlemen, and various transgenders, transgender species. (laughs) Sorry, that was a data line and I messed it up.
0: A data line?
1: Yeah, as in, you know, Commander data.
0: He said transgender back in the uh, 90s? Star Trek Nemesis.
1: You said, uh, when was which, that movie? That made? would
0: have been 2002. Wow, yeah. that's pretty progressive. I guess Star Trek has always oh, been Star pretty Trek. progressive They're when way it comes ahead of the game. to, yeah, it's true. That gay kiss, oh my god, oh, sexy which one? on the Deep, one... Deep Space Nine when Deep Dax Sp- finds yeah. her old lover in a woman's body. Oh, Deep god, Sex that was Nine. so hot. I can all watch right. that all day, <laughs> anyway. Um, Chinese scientists, Brian, have created genetically engineered extra muscular dogs. And I promise we are going to talk about sex. This is not the sex portion of the show yet, but we are going to get to that. And wait it's going a, to be it's going to be the climax.
1: We're going to go out with a bang and it's going to be amazing. Oh, it is. It's going to be good. <laughs> now, wait a second. How could a bunch of communists possibly be be doing, you know, g- genetically engineering dogs to make them stronger, leaner, faster? I mean, <laughs> like that is that's impossible. Communism always makes everything terrible.
0: Um, I don't know what to say. Maybe their government actually funds science. <laughs> well, I mean, the real answer... <laughs> or maybe answer... this wasn't funded by the government. Who yeah. knows?
1: <laughs> I mean, the real answer is, is that China has a very unique uh, uh, policy. You know, it's not just communism. It's uh, it has it's the rule of two ideas, you know. Where it's, it's an
0: interesting place. Yeah. It's a hybrid. Anyway. some There are people who say that in some ways, like China is more free, more even capitalist than the United States. Just don't
1: log on to Facebook.
0: I don't know. I've never been there. I'm reserving judgment. But yeah. I have an American friend who lives in China and he is like super happy there. He's thriving. He has a podcast. He speaks Chinese now. Well and he loves it. When and he wants you're a to white there. guy
1: in Asia, that's true. Life's pretty that's, damn good. That's and definitely I, true. I've never been to China, but I've certainly been to South Korea, I've been to Japan, and it's good to be a white man when you're there. Mm.
0: What I if you're a white woman my do you get that same like worshipness? If you have
1: large breasts, I think you do.
0: Hmm. And no, they, who, they like white women too, understand. Who worships you? Is it the women or the men?
1: A little bit of both.
0: I can in get Japan, into that. They're, they're,
1: yeah. I mean in <laughs> Japan they're they're pretty they're getting pretty progressive. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I know people want to talk about how they're not having sex anymore. Well, they're not having children. I wouldn't say they're not having sex. But anyway, that's my kind of culture.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I would like to go to China and Japan at some point, and Korea, and I don't know, all over Asia and Th- you know, Thailand, Australia. I want to go all that part of the world. I haven't right. been to that half of the planet yet. All right. But uh um, I hope no one was offended by that talk. We were really just joking. But it is kind of a real thing where, you know, white people definitely get treated in an interesting way. And they're not used to it if they're used to being around yeah. lots of other white people. So. so tell me about these dogs. Okay. So Chinese scientists, this is from independent.co.uk, Chinese scientists have created genetically engineered extramuscular dogs after editing the genes of the animals for the first time. The scientists create beagles that have double the amount of muscle mass by deleting a certain gene, reports the MIT Technology Review. I bet I know what gene they deleted. What is it? That's a cheat. It's a gene called myostatin. Yep, you're right. I am right? You know that? I read the story. Oh, I haven't read it yet. (laughs) I'm right. Yeah, because, okay, so myostatin, we have to talk about this, and they've got this picture of a pit bull that just looks terrifying. Well, because some of these dogs are born this way,
1: you know? Yeah, that, well, right. That's the whippets. That's what I was going to talk about. Some of them are born that way. Yeah. To where they don't have it. And this is, what beast hath they wrought? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really look like beasts, like on the cover of a
0: romance, paranormal romance. Yeah, it's, it's a hound book. of hell. It's Absolutely. really a hound of hell. Yeah, it's kind of scary looking. Um, I, I guess they are actually stronger, too. They don't just have bigger muscles and leaner body fat. Um, they actually are stronger. Yeah. Um, There's a breed of cow called Belgian Blue, and this was known many years ago. It was some naturally occurring mutation that happened in in the myostatin gene. Mm -hmm. And then later, and they noticed that these cows were just all muscle. They were just, they looked like beasts of a a creature, you know. They looked like a minotaur or something. And then they figured out that the gene mutation that caused this phenotype was myostatin. And myostatin is a protein that basically tells your muscles to break down. And if you remove it, it removes the negative feedback on the muscles and they kind of grow unchecked and get really big. But that's, you know, we have myostatin for a reason or things, creatures, animals. Yeah, Yeah, there's a reason for it, which is that it is calorically expensive to maintain that kind of muscle mass. You need a lot of protein and, you know, it's, it might look cool because we don't normally see it but there are trade-offs between size and you know also like if you're just hefting around a lot of weight muscles very heavy if you're hefting around a lot of weight yeah maybe you have stronger muscles but it just takes more energy to maintain sure and sometimes that's not always advantageous in a primitive survival kind of situation
1: well in any kind of population it can be a problem right like there's humans that have been born this way right
0: there are humans, yeah. There was a little boy, a yeah. uh, German boy, who was, his oh my God. Gunther was Gunter Schlierkamp.
1: No, I'm kidding. That was, that was <laughs> I thought name. you were, I believed you for a minute. There is a bodybuilder named Gunter Schlierkamp. I, I
0: well, like he him. looked like Arnold. I mean, yeah. the kid was jacked. He was eight or nine years old when he got photographed for this medical journal. <laughs> and he looked like Mr. Universe. Looking like, good yeah. the here. kid was so muscular. And I don't know what happened to him. I, it's probably been about, he, the kid's probably 20 now. It's probably been about ten years, but I, if I were him, I might stay out of the limelight. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. he had his fifteen minutes of fame when he was in the medical journal, and everybody was, you know, trying to figure out what what caused this huge muscularity. But now, anyway, why are the Chinese doing this? Well, this is
1: what I. Why are the Chikams? Oh, these. stop that. There,
0: it's, this is terrible. And it's not even the Chinese. It's like when people say, oh, the Americans are doing this. Well, I'm not doing that. You know? So right. why are some scientists in China doing this, Brian? All right. So why are the Chinese.
1: <laughs> Lay it on me. Uh, That's I don't know. Uh, like. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of wondering, it's like, are they, you know, I, I remember the stories about how the Russians made like these killer dolphins and they sold them off to the Iranians.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, the- I, you wonder what they're going to do with it. I mean, they have a cover story so that they say that what they're doing is they're making genetically modified dogs because dog physiology in some ways is similar to humans. And they're they're making a proof of concept for basically disease model dogs that they can use to study uh, different diseases and hopefully develop cures like Parkinson's disease, yeah. muscular dystrophy, and that kind of thing. See, I don't buy it. <laughs> Is this a conspiracy? Well, give a conspiracy no, about not this exactly, research
1: because we, you know, years ago on my show, Sovereign Tech s o v r y yes. n tech com. Okay, you and I, you were guest hosting. you you were guest. I know what you're going to say, but yeah, go we ahead. we're talking about how the how the Chinese regime. it was you see, if you put the word regime at the end of it, it it always makes it okay. All right. So (laughs) always. (laughs) Well, because then you know what you're talking about. You know, like when you say the American regime, you know, you're not talking about the Americans. So. (laughs) All right. So the so the, the Chinese government was was trying to make these super babies, you know, like mental super babies. Yes.
0: They were trying to genetically engineer human embryos to be higher intelligence. Breeding programs,
1: the whole thing. And so I think this is part B, or what's their, what's B in Chinese? I don't know. Or in
0: Mandarin. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Right, it's part show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? It's late. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shushu. Shushu. Shushu guy pen. <laughs> Stop. That is terrible. That's just offensive. It's, what do you, uh, all right. Please send all hate mail to brian at offline you, you better take the fall for
0: that. No, you better the take the blame. This is all me. Do you want to talk about sex? I think we should yes. really just get away Let's from that whole topic. Then, yeah, we right. don't know why it's... they're making genetically engineered dogs, but it's a fun but story. And we got to look at the hounds of hell. But they are doing it. I've they heard there have it. actually
1: been like they've been breeding dogs to be not 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 the Chinese regime, but they've they've been you know, people have been breeding dogs to be better shepherds. So, I mean, that's when you're getting into the mental game. I'm a little worried about that. But anyway, before we turn this into a, you know, a, a rendition of Best in Show, let's let's talk sex.
0: <laughs> Have you heard about this thing called OMG Yes? I've heard about this. No, no, no. It's actually, it's not OMG Yes. It's OMG Yes. Sounds like you're having an orgasm. Well, that's the point. Oh. Apparently, this is an app that teaches people how to touch women's genitalia in a way that will make them just scream with pleasure You and have orgasms. And it's based on the experiences of real women telling their story about how they like to be touched. And then it's a little app where you can actually touch on your phone an image of like a vulva and then it responds. Does it cost anything? It gives you feedback. It does. It's a subscription thing, but they've got like 50,000 subscribers so far. All right. Well, and you can get the first one for free like most first things. one's free the All first right. one's free
1: let me just say that normally i, I hate the app economy mm-hmm. i hate startups mm-hmm. but this is fucking brilliant <laughs> this is great and and you know i actually i also hate subscription models like i really don't like subscription models but that that is genius and I can't think of money getting spent in much better ways.
0: It's pretty cool. I mean, like, this is real sex education, right? Yeah. Like, I mean,
1: so what what does it do, though? Like, I mean, you, you so play it with this. So it teaches you, you like techniques. With, like, okay. they
0: have different things, different techniques you can try. It starts out with, like, a video of a woman telling a story of when she, like, when her partner, like, gave her an orgasm or when she made herself orgasm and, like, the specific technique that was really doing it for her and she's describing it and then they have a picture of a vulva and then you get to practice it and then it gives you feedback and it says like good job when you do it a certain way when you're doing it as instructed does it have like haptic it's fun uh yeah like the picture changes when you touch it it's really cool so if you want to try it you can check out omgyes.com. We don't this have an affiliate tough. link, but I think that's pretty cool. I think that is like the kind of sex education that. Can really make a difference you in the will world. not
1: get the, taught this officially in college so i think this is a grand <laughs> not thing. officially not yeah officially.
0: probably not even unofficially
1: yeah it depends.
0: because <laughs> women have such a hard time asking for pleasure sometimes that's a whole other issue and we're really we're really kind of done for right now so <laughs> we'll see you on the after show there's a little more coming up Woo-hoo! Sex and Science Hour. Thanks for tuning in. you've just heard sex and science hour
1: game over play again next week
0: i so oh, we're still on. Our mics are still on. That's fine. Oh, what the hell! <laughs> I think it was a great show. I thought it was great too. We yeah, yeah. might the after show a little bit too, a little bit early. But this is a good song. We're gonna jam out a little bit. These chip tunes are just impossible to sing to because you can't do these things with your voice. Yeah, but you can talk to them. It. It's got a good beat for that, yeah. What yeah. to say.
1: Ooh.
0: Woohoo! All it's right. Sex and Science Hour, it's the after show. <laughs> we are flying by the seat of our pants, and I'm not sure if I'm going to delete that karaoke that I did over the last break or not. I'm not wearing. pants. Maybe I'll just leave it in. Oh, you're not wearing pants, so how could you fly by the seat of them? That's yeah. right. But I am. In a well, seat. well, Brian, we have had a very productive month so far here on Sex and Science Hour. I'll say we what we do to mm. to fund this show and make it work for us, and we just started, you know, because we just got back into Sex and Science Hour, so April we really, 8th. we really just started this show, and I'm I'm pleased with how it's going so far, but. um, we really just started the show, but what we're doing, oh my gosh, sorry, I'm repeating myself. <laughs> this is really bad. I'm tired. It's late at night. It's going to be a short after show because we're both really tired. Yeah. But um, we are uh, giving you the opportunity to be on our after show, which you can listen to or not, depending on whether you like it, but we, we think you'll want to listen because it's going to be entertaining. And on our after show, we will discuss the things that were purchased through the Sex and Science Hour Amazon link. At stuff dot
1: dot com. That's right, right? Absolutely, and boy, you are a bunch of
0: perverts. Yes, but we don't know who the perverts are because no. we can't see who bought what. We can only see what was bought.
1: Fear not; we will never point fingers at you.
0: <laughs> no, we we will never point the. <laughs> Ex- <bleh. laughs> <laughs> no, I just I had to I had to Something burp like throat? a racehorse. Oh, all right. <laughs> Something fierce. Something fierce. We won't point fingers because when you point a finger, you know, there's really however many fingers let you have left pointing back at you, right? Better
1: things fingers could do. All right. <laughs> there
0: are. Oh, use the OMG
1: Yes app and you'll figure out what those are. Absolutely. Can't wait till that works in VR. Woo!
0: Yeah. So what I am... I'm going to be
1: rubbing your face. This is going to be kind of
0: weird. <laughs> so what I am trying to do is... Find out um, this, this whole Amazon dashboard has changed. I really am like very curmudgeonly with this. I actually really like the old Amazon dashboard that showed you what people bought because it was just so easy to see. Now they've got all these like fancy schmancy new reports and it's just hard. It just makes it harder to interpret. I like data. I'm a scientist. I have no problem with charts and graphs,
1: but theirs are just confusing to me. can, Can I side rant? Yo, please, there, I need to pull this up, so okay. rant away. So there there was, I think it was April Fool's last year. Okay. Maybe it was April Fool's, or maybe it was some anniversary for Amazon. I don't recall exactly what it was. But for whatever reason, on their front page, and only, unfortunately, their front page, Amazon went back to their like, 1997, 1998, whatever, or 99, you know, their original look of their website mm-hmm. from the 90s. And I looked at it. And you could oh. kind of use it. And I was just like, Jesus yeah. Christ, this is brilliant. Yeah,
0: like, that was awesome.
1: Why the fuck wouldn't you use this all the time? Like, this is so well organized. And there was a lot of text instead of pictures. Like, I felt like, oh, wow, I have to be intelligent to use this. This is wonderful. and it, But it was really, really great. And I was so ticked off that they went back. I'm like, no, just just, just stay with that. Stay with that 90s look. It was so perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember I've been using Amazon since the early aughts. I would say maybe since 2002 or sure, maybe even 2001. Um, but yeah, like I remember when that happened and it was great. It really brought me back. You yeah, don't realize awesome. that 2003 was like 13 years ago. Yeah. 2001 was
1: 15 years ago. Well, I can remember. I remember it, it had to have been 98 Uh well maybe not yet. but i remember buying the first things i ever bought off of amazon back when it was really more just a bookstore mm-hmm. uh like i bought because you could buy used books you know for pennies yeah you have you pay the shipping but you yeah. can usually get uh compound shipping if you bought from the same supplier and uh, like i bought the entire star wars collection of books at the time back when the star wars books were really good uh and and <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was remarkable. I'm like, this is the greatest fucking thing ever. Like, Mm. you know, I can get books for this cheap. And I mean, I was filling up shelves. I had to actually. And
0: then when you could sell your books, you could resell your books on Amazon. That was cool too. Oh, it was
1: great. But like, I I had to actually get, I had to trade bedrooms with my brother because I'm like, I got to have a place to buy damn books. (laughs) Oh, that's Uh, so cool. Oh, it's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. 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 Do we got a list?
0: Yes, uh, we do have a list. Tires. Tires. Someone got t- okay so someone's getting tired and someone's getting screwed. What? <laughs> Someone bought some tires on Amazon. I, I had no they? idea that Amazon had tires and car stuff. Like pretty oh, soon yeah. you'll just be able to buy a fucking
1: car on Amazon. I wish they would do that because honestly the they only They will, thing, don't worry. Yeah, the only thing that eBay's worth its salt for anymore is eBay Auto. Like oh the, yeah, that is the best yeah eBay dealer great. on the planet. Anyway, so so what do we got here? What kind of tires? The
0: person who's getting tired got Pirelli Scorpion ATR competition tires. ATR, and they bought a set of two tires. So so this is, is this is for don't... a car. It looks like it's for a car. Yeah, it's for it's in the light truck and SUV category. Oh, okay. So, and the the type is all terrain and mud terrain. Yeah, all terrain
1: racing. That's ATR. Yeah. I ah.
0: can see why it's called Scorpion cuz it has these little stinger design on nice. the wheel on the tire.
1: Very nice. Are those expensive?
0: They I mean, for a tire, I don't know if it's like the most expensive tire you could get, but it's I mean, it certainly gives us a decent bonus, so thank you so much. Thank you. They were $172 mm-hmm. per Holy tire, hell. I thank think. You. Yes, thank you very much. That's All awesome. Right. And I hope I hope they uh, do well for you. Um, you know, I was picture. just thinking, like, when when do you think... Like, why do we still have tires full of air? You know what so, I mean? That can spring a leak. Like, you would think there would be solid tires by now, but I guess maybe the air-filled ones just do the job better?
1: No, so I think th- there's been a technology around for a little while, and some people have said this has been debunked. It's not actually real. But there's a tire that doesn't really even like have much of a rim and they are like you can't flatten them they have like these mm-hmm. odd like rubberish style spokes or whatever to them but they look they just look strange <laughs> uh and so
0: so you think it's the
1: look of them if Yeah, you like techni- wow yeah whether they just
0: the te- want their rims and stuff
1: right whether the technology is real or not i there there's no way a car is going to look good with those on there so i think it fucks the aesthetic
0: huh that's really interesting i really would not be surprised about that yeah unless we there's go there's so to... many things where there's better technologies but people just don't want to use them because they're like no i like the way i've always
1: done it <laughs> yeah no absolutely i mean unless they went with like a 30s car design to where the fenders were covering like three quarters of the tire hmm. which uh i i think that's a sexy look but anyway <laughs> let's move on
0: Okay, so that's the person who's getting tired. The person who's getting screwed bought a stainless steel machine screw, plain finish, flathead, slotted drive. All right. I'm not even sure after reading that description if that's actually a screwdriver. I'm pulling it up. Oh, no, it's actually a screw itself. (laughs) Nice. It's a four dollars screw. Who knew? Oh, oh, actually, it's a pack of twenty five. Yeah, God, I'm just gonna shut up now because I keep talking and running my mouth when I have no idea what it actually. Well, this
1: is, <laughs> is great. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm impressed because our audience is just so active. Like the tires, and yeah. Like and... somebody's out in their garage working on stuff. Right I, on. I Feel like good for you, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We've
0: got like maybe Tim the Tool Man is on our Amazon link Ugh. because in the Home Ugh. and Garden department. <laughs> we better ramp this up soon do a couple we've got a few more okay so we've got some garden tools they they bought i mean i'm I'm, I'm gonna guess this is the same person (laughs) they bought a let's see a lawnmower blade removal tool nice i didn't know you needed a tool to remove your lawnmower blade but but i guess because it could cut your hand right like if you just reach in there and try to take it off that's gonna bite
1: yeah well there's a big yeah, it, it, you want a tool for that.
0: Someone got a mulch kit for their tractors. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. It's MTG Genuine Parts Mulch Kit, 42-inch tractors 2010 and after. So somebody's going to make their own mulch. Isn't great. that cool? You I can just put great. a tree into your tractor and it makes mulch. That's awesome. And then it put has a bag. It's it's
1: fantastic. I love it.
0: <laughs> or maybe it's not a tree. Maybe it makes mulch out of the grass that it mowed. But I don't know. Who cares? If you can make if you can use stuff in your yard to make other stuff for your yard, do it. I think that's pretty much a win. That's like getting free stuff out of yeah. out of just growing out of the ground. Um, there was a couple other garden tools, but they're not loading right now. Okay, a classic at Felco F two classic manual hand pruner. Nice.
1: Wow, someone's really getting out in the yard. I think. Yeah, that, that's this fantastic. is awesome.
0: You know, someday. I Hope to have a yard where I'm buying stuff like this, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this pruner got good ratings. Like, this is one of those basically, like, you know, like where you have like a big pair of scissors and it, you just cut the trees in the fall or whatever in yeah. the spring when you're pruning them. And uh, you know, it looks really good quality, it closes up. Sure, what else we got? Uh, <laughs> it's coming up. Brian people, are you bored by the lawn and garden tools? No, I don't no, know. I'm not just, at all. I think it's wonderful. I kind of like drooling over this stuff. Okay, a Felco leather holster for belts only. I guess this is to put the shears in the pruning uh, shears, so you can put them on your belt. Maybe this person like is a yard like a professional.
1: Yeah, freaking right. Like they're just actually. You know what? Yeah, I I know some people, the grimy uh-huh. landscapers. You have wonder. I wonder if this is one of the grimy landscapers. And that's all I'm going to say.
0: What makes them grimy? That's what they called themselves. They call themselves that? Okay, so it's a self identified grimy landscaper. Yeah. I have
1: have Sovereign Tech fans, Mm. and one of them in particular is the grimy landscaper. So I'm kind of wondering. And if so, bravo, sir.
0: They're living off the land. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at this mower blade removal tool. It's interesting. I have no idea from looking at it how it works. But it's got rigid metal construction, and it's universal and fits most models. Right on. Uh, (laughs) We've got another uh, interesting purchase. Brian, would you like to learn how to play bluegrass banjo for dummies? Are you a dummy at playing banjo?
1: (laughs) I'm a dummy at banjo. Uh, Wow. Me
0: too, because I've never played a banjo. You
1: know... (laughs) <laughs> yeah for a while there were a bunch of like tribute albums that came out for metal bands where they did it to bluegrass like there was metallica with, oh you know awesome. in, in the style of bluegrass or van halen in the style of bluegrass which boy that was fucking i think they did evolution or uh, eruption i'm sorry they did eruption on that album in, with a banjo that's crazy yeah uh, so bluegrass lots of fun
0: that's cool yeah you know there's this cover of fuck the police by nwa oh yeah by a white Country singer, and he's also a comedian. It is so fucking funny. It is pretty good. It is just so good. He's singing like this. The video is like he gets pulled over with his friend and his band is all in the van or something. They get pulled, they see the blue lights behind them. And then like the next thing they're singing in the jail cell with the banjo and the, <laughs> and the, what is that thing where they, they pluck it, you know, to make the cut like that sound. I, I don't know me. what the, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a bass or something the that they're plucking. Yeah. It's so, it's some kind of, I don't know, cello or a, no, not a cello. I don't know what the fuck it is, right. but there's a banjo in there somewhere and it's a great song and it's really funny. Anyway, um, Amazon Fire TV. Somebody got, got an Amazon Fire TV.
1: Very nice. Wow. What, so,
0: what does that do, Brian? It you can it interfaces with a lot of Amazon stuff. It has a voice
1: remote. Now, well, it, it's a TV box. Like it's it, a TV it pretty box. much. It lets you like run Netflix on it or nah. Amazon Prime and all this stuff. But now. Uh, that's useful and also i think the new models with the remote let you uh communicate with alexa but the really interesting thing here i th- this is a winner like these are popular a lot of people have them and most people don't think of amazon as a hardware company uh but what's really intriguing but they is, make
0: kindles and stuff right it seems like it's a, basically a kindle for watching videos yeah let
1: me correct most people don't think of them as a successful hardware company. oh okay uh <laughs> and 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 this they are and i just want to real quick a, a point uh, and I've I've talked about this on Sovereign Tech before. Like Amazon started their own their own game company mm-hmm. and they also own Twitch. Like they are just poised to take over the gaming industry with something like this. And I mean it. I'm I'm dead serious. As a gamer myself, dead serious. Anyway.
0: That's cool. Yeah. Well, no Sibian this week, but somebody did get Rain-X wiper blades, which are a really good brand. I oh, love yeah. Rain yep, I have good. those. And we got some books. Dark Ages, Rite of Princes. Dark Ages, Spoils of War, Road of Kings, Vampire, Dark Ages, and Road of the Beast. I think that's a series. I love it. Enjoy your stuff. Stuff at sexandsciencehour.com. And there's more coming up next week. We hope you enjoy the show. Sexandsciencehour.com. Subscribe to our feed. Tell your friends. See you next time.